0: I'm Brandon, and this is My Seminary Life. Two years ago, I went back to seminary to finish my master's degree, and I started this show as a way to give me an opportunity to reflect and think critically about what I had to study, along with being able to bring conversations that are usually reserved for seminary students to anybody because around here i believe that theology is for everybody now that school is done i'm entering a whole new phase here on the show where i'm picking out topics that we probably should have talked about in seminary like apologetics and also making room for some fun series along the way so i hope you're ready to come with me on this new journey as we keep on studying together Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here today to wrap up our Lent series, Fish Fridays. Throughout this episode, I'm going to talk about the general tone that at least I had going throughout this Lent season and wanting to gauge if this is something that Christians should always be doing and that is anticipating sorrow throughout this lent uh, series we've been looking at the history of this tradition what the bible has to say about fasting and even got a better understanding of how this is not just a catholic church thing but actually something that is embraced by just about every corner of christianity but today we're going to get into the tone of anticipating sorrow, which I know sounds like a really, uh, what's the word to say it, um, positive (laughs) way to draw this series to a close, but let's, let's explore this for a second. Let's explore this for what time we have here together as we finish off Fish Fridays. The idea of anticipating sorrow. This is... A unique season, particularly when you look at it through the lens of the church calendar. This is a unique season for us to be in. We start things off on Ash Wednesday with a service that reminds us that we are dust, and to dust we shall return, with a call for repentance. That's how this all starts, with a reminder that we're going to die one day, and so we need to repent, and then we go about this forty-day journey, this this day after day, week after week, choosing to fast. Fasting being one of the biggest parts of this uh, of, of this season, choosing to fast from something that we enjoy, which means. Inevitably, whether it's food or anything else, we're going to go through hunger pains, either literal hunger pains of not being able to eat meat on Fridays or whatever you may choose to have given up, or existential hunger pains of not being able to sit back and enjoy your favorite show or sit back and enjoy social media. You know, this year I gave up content yeah i i gave up many forms of content one of them being my favorite professional wrestling news site uh watching their youtube videos i gave up youtube this season and being able to watch their videos or listen to their podcast reviews i gave that up and there's been times where That's all I really want, which is such a strange thing is to watch British guys talk about professional wrestling on YouTube. That's like one of my favorite things. And I, I missed it. And I had these existential hunger pains that came and went all throughout these past 40 days as we march to today. Good Friday. A day where we mark the death of Jesus the day that he was brutally killed for our sins, for the day that he was executed and also bore the weight of our sins. And all along the way, as we've been reminded, we start this out being reminded that we're going to die, and we end this being reminded that our Savior died. And all the time in between, we're going through these existential hunger pains or real hunger pains because of the things we have been fasting about. We're called to repent. We're called to look beyond ourselves and turn to prayer, turning our attention to God or looking at others in the form of almsgiving or doing acts of charity as pastor will said and yes the the actual like focus of the lent season and all of its disciplines and all of its practices is to remind us is to refresh us is to get us refocused on God. We talked about that a lot when Josh was on the show a couple weeks ago about how this is a season to refocus. And so sometimes refocusing looks different. It looks like going for a hike or it looks like, you know, taking a trip somewhere and getting away, you know, refocusing there, there is wiggle room for that, but for different things, but the big, the big, Focus of Lent is again coming back to what we talked about during a view of biblical fasting is this idea of this idea of you know giving up of yourself? We these disciplines like fasting or like Sabbath rest of saying no, we don't like the self denial elements in big evangelicalism we don't like self-denial we like freedom but that's what we have in this season we have a season of self-denial we start out on a sorrowful note we end on a sorrowful note and yes two days later we get to celebrate easter and that's great and that is wonderful and it's the good news that this season of sorrow isn't forever That sorrow, the season of sorrow is is temporary, you know? And we get to, we have this this moment of joyous celebration of freedom, of victory in Jesus. Jesus is overcoming the grave, defeating sin, defeating Satan, setting us free. The kingdom is here. but We have to get through the rest of today first we have to sit back and reflect upon the reality that Jesus is dead, that Jesus died, that all hope did seem to be lost. This is a season of anticipating sorrow. You know, uh, Pastor Will and I, we've been working on memorizing Psalm 22. I will say what just to be, Just for accountability's sake, I will say I did not succeed in memorizing Psalm 22, but I did read it a lot over the past few weeks. Uh, And just to be reminded over and over and over again, each time we read this of just, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I've been poured out like water. You know, just all of these You know the psalmist there writing this like tragic song that Jesus is singing that is being fulfilled in the moments of his death, just again and again being reminded that this is not a season of joy, it's not. And really, when you look at the rest of the church calendar, there's there is seasons of joy. You know, the big one. You know, this is very different from. Advent, right? Because during Advent, you have this this anticipation, this holy anticipation of the birth of Jesus. It's a celebration. We celebrate when children are born. We don't, I mean, we do kind of celebrate death depending on the, the life that was lived. We remember, we definitely remember when people die. But this death that we are remembering today is a hard one to celebrate. You look at you know even Epiphany or Pentecost, like we're we're remembering the works of Jesus, the works of the church during these seasons. Christ is King Sunday. you know these this celebration of Christ as the king. Like the rest of the calendar is more of a more of seasons of anticipation, of hope, of of being wowed and marvelled at, marveling at what Jesus is doing and what the church was doing. This has been a season of sorrow. This is not an easy season. There's probably a reason why I talked about it in a previous episode. Why you don't see fun. Lent devotional books like you go to christmas time and there's all these fun different options a lot of fun devotional options for advent when you get to lent it's wilderness desert dry you know just because that's the tone that's the tone yes and it's all with the purposeful intent of refocusing ourselves on God i can say of myself again just for accountability's sake that my prayer life has grown during these past few weeks my my time meditating on the word of the lord on on who he is like those things have happened more and it's something that excites me that I want to recapture and continue to do after Lent. And yes, I'm excited that I get to start watching and listening to wrestle talk again, you know, because the, the fasting doesn't last forever. We may return to the good things that we gave up by the end of today, but it's still such a hard, it's a hard season. It's a hard season. So, the question then is, is this a is this something that we should be doing all the time? Not fasting, you don't fast all the time. Repentance, almsgiving, prayer. yeah, you should probably should be doing those more frequently. <laughs> but fasting is not something for all of the time. What I'm talking about is anticipating sorrow. Is this something as Christians? That we should be doing all year round should we anticipate to be going through a season of sorrow because obviously like where this is more of a self-inflicted sorrow not the death of jesus well (laughs) i guess i mean that is our fault but what i mean is the choosing to fast, the choosing to give stuff up, the choosing to repent, like this is all self-inflicted. We're, we're choosing to do those things. Should we choose to anticipate sorrow as we go through the rest of our days? We will return to dust, more than likely. Do we continue to anticipate sorrow even after Lent? Knowing that there are hardships around the corner, that people online are not kind, that people in real life are not kind, that we live in a fallen world where sin has destroyed things, where our actions have destroyed things, where bad things happen, where trauma takes place, sickness and death happen. Should we? anticipate sorrow where does where does anticipating sorrow as a holy discipline what does that look like for people who are filled with the holy spirit and so we we have joy we have hope we have peace you know, when we have these things in our lives, these virtues, these aspects of the fruit of the spirit, like when we have these things in our life, is there also a way for us to anticipate sorrow? When we have this awareness of the world that we live in, that we don't live in a good world, we live in a broken world, we live in a world that groaning to be fully restored and. Hopefully, through the actions of the kingdom of God, through his church, that, you know, maybe we're restoring things a little bit. We're bringing the kingdom somehow. But can we go through life being joyful, being hopeful, being content, being at peace, still knowing that sorrow is there? Sorrow is just, could just be right around the corner. I think if our hope is more so rooted in God, in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and what he is doing in our life and what he is moving around us, how he's moving around us. I think when our hope is in him rather than in the hope for a good day, in the hope for a break, in the hope for the sun will come out tomorrow, you know, whatever. Like when our hope is not in the external, but in the one who is over all things, then, yeah, I think actually we can go through life with a healthy, holy anticipation of sorrow, because our hope is still in the one who is greater than that sorrow. Sorrow is a part of life, at least for now. Sorrow is a part of life, and it's sad, and it's hard. And I've been personally going through a lot of sorrow during this season with some life changes that have been going on over the past few weeks just as as all of this has been unfolding you know sorrow happens but with a, a hopeful with our hope rooted in god not in a better day when we can have that joy that taste of something of heaven when we can have peace in jesus when those things are found in Him, we can still get through this time of sorrow. We're going to probably talk way more about this here in a few weeks when we in Apologetics 101 when we talk about the problem of pain. That's going to be a whole episode because that's a big conversation. But talking about this from the perspective of day to day life, our hope needs to be beyond. A better day. Our hope needs to be in more than just maybe tomorrow will be better. Our hope needs to be in something greater. It needs to be in God. And it's hard. It's difficult. Joy is eluding. It's hard to be content in a world where you wish things were so different. I wish. I just wish so badly. (sighs) that. I wish for so many things. You know, I think of my my home church right now. I just wish for so many things to be different. And to walk that line of being content and praying for change and being a part of the kingdom of God to bring about, you know, change in a way that needs to be brought. It's, it's complicated and it's longer than what we have time for. <laughs> But to find hope in God, to find contentment in the um, the path that He has us on, to find joy in Him, to have peace that surpasses all understanding, and still know that tomorrow could be a bad day. Tomorrow something could happen, and not to be like looking for it or trying to you know every day find a reason why that day sucked, but to I don't know, embrace it, embrace it better than we have before. Embrace it in a way that maybe things aren't just all falling all apart around you, but embracing it in a way of, I know who is here with me. I know that this is just a small part of what's going on in your greater plan, Lord. So do we anticipate sorrow? I think there's a way that we can, truly. But in order to anticipate sorrow in a holy, healthy way, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. You know, we, we seek ye first the kingdom of God. That is how we anticipate sorrow. In a day to day life. Yes, during Lent, when we are self denialing our way through to get to refocus our relationship on God. But day by day, and with each passing moment, we continue to have a holy, healthy um, anticipation of sorrow as we continue to seek God first to seek the kingdom of God first, to seek him. Anticipate sorrow, friends. I know that's a really, a really sad way to end what's been a pretty fun series. I've enjoyed Fish Fridays. I know Josh was on the show recently and of course he said how great of a time he's had with this series i hope you have as well Uh, i don't know if fish fridays will be back next year but i can I, i might tease you this there is a fun series planned for this time next year it may not be fish friday related because uh doing two episodes a week when you're a solo podcaster is a lot i do not recommend it i'm sure more talented people can figure it out but for me, it's a lot of work. Anyway, so thank you for coming with me upon, along with me on this journey. It's been a great seven-part series, maybe in the future. I've got some ideas of how we can bring Fish Fridays back again and go deeper. Maybe we should even have someone from the Orthodox Church on here to talk about their their side of the Lent coin, the the three-sided Lent coin, the triangle of Lent. But let's go ahead and call this series to an end thank you all for listening i've really appreciated again you coming along with me on this journey going through lent if you haven't already please consider review rating the show wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe to the show on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows and Share it with a friend. (laughs) I was like, there's something else I usually say there. Please share this episode with a friend who you think might get something out of it. Last week on the show, we had Pastor Will to give us the Lutheran side of the Lent conversation, that uh, three-sided coin I just talked about. He was here to give us the Lutheran side of the conversation to help remind us that this is not just a Catholic church thing. It's a three-sided coin. And then last Saturday was totally the legitimate first episode of Apologetics 101. If you haven't listened to it yet, you definitely have to listen to it in order to keep the series going. It will only make sense if you listen to last week's episode. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. On Apologetics 101, I spaced. We're going to be discussing what apologetics is. True story. It's really good. That's going to continue throughout the rest of this month. There's nothing really else planned for the rest of this month other than later on the audio version of the live stream from earlier this week. We had our Holy Monday live stream to continue to get us ready for easter this coming sunday happy easter resurrection sunday to all friends but also to celebrate the fact that the gofundme has been fully funded and i have instructions on a great way for all of you to get discount tickets for the every tribe denomination and tongue convention but i don't have it up here in front of me so come back tomorrow (laughs) I did not not plan for that. Come back tomorrow and I'll give you all the secret word to go get a discount for the convention. And that is it. So once again, thank you all for listening. You have been great. And possibly for the last time, I am here, Brandon Knight, reminding you that theology is indeed best served with a side of coleslaw. See you next time.